Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Houston Element Podcast. My name is Missy, and I am your host. And today, I have the lovely pleasure to get to sit down with local artist and hip-hop artist, to be exact, mm-hmm. Mr. Jimmy of the Saints. Well, thank you. I appreciate you uh, for giving the opportunity, not only me, but, you know, like all the local artists in the Houston area. So, you know, I appreciate you for, you know, letting me come on here and kind of tell my story. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. No, I mean, yeah. it's a great honor to meet, you know, more uh, just local talented folks here from Houston, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Um, and I mean, it's it's exciting that I'm getting to reach out to people that were not from my same circle because, mm-hmm. you know, that means I'm reaching out to people now. That's right. great. Right, right. Exactly. So um, according to your website, you started your music career when you were 10 years old. So mm-hmm. what inspired you to first get started in music? You know, it's it's crazy because when I was a kid, like, I just knew that I've always wanted to be, like, somehow, like, in the limelight, like, famous, somehow, some way. So, um, you know, whether the, I, I would always see TV, you know, movie stars like Michael Jackson and stuff. I'm like, man, you know, I want to be like them. Uh, so whether it was going to be an actor, which it has been at one point, uh, you know, doing movies or music, I knew I've always wanted to do it. And really, music came in around the age of 10 and just, you know, real simple, like in the composition notebooks, you know, go and get those for school and just not writing, not writing stuff about school, but writing stuff like about raps and stuff like that. So listening to artists like Drake, J. Cole, Kanye and uh, Jay-Z, they really kind of help form, you know, my flow, my lyricism and my storytelling, but like more heavily on the J. Cole and Jay-Z part. Um, so, you know, after that, I had to save up for a mic. So I remember specifically saving up, like, about, like, I had chump change about, like, $37. And I went to Best Buy, and I was doing a bunch of research. And I didn't want to get in when I was 10, get into the, you know, the whole having to buy not only a mic, a condenser mic, but Phantom Power. That was all, like, speaking Chinese to me, like, you know, just a whole nother language, you know what I mean? Yeah. So when I was a kid, I wanted to make it real simple, plug it in the computer and get yourself recorded. Right. You know, of course, now I know you got to have an interface. You got to have the correct XLR cables. You got to have, a you know, decent headphones so you can hear yourself and stuff like that. But I didn't know any of that. So my mom had to give me like $2 because we went to Best Buy and got this mic and this, the total came up to like 42 I was like, man, it was supposed to be like, 39, I didn't know what taxes were when I was a kid, you know what I mean? I didn't know <laughs> yeah, the calculations. Yeah. So she she was like, okay, you can have it. So she gave me a little 2 or $3, whatever I was missing. And, uh, you know, went on in and started making CDs. And middle school was passing out CDs for $5. And, I mean, the rest is still being written in the books, you know what I mean? Wow. I mean, just just from that early age, you already are like, this is the path I'm going. I'm going to do my hustle at school. Y'all chumps. <laughs> yeah. Dealing Pokemon cards. I'm dealing my brand. Like, yeah. what you talking about? <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, I guess, you know, back at that age, like, I guess people really bought it more because they were just surprised. at like, dang, you know, Jimmy made a CD. Like, I want to buy it because, you know, Jimmy made it. Not because back then the music wasn't all that. You know, yeah. it's, it's not what it is now. But uh, I think that was more the fact that they were seeing me hustle and just, you know, they knew the drive of what I wanted to do at such a young age. So. That and they didn't want to spend all night downloading your album from LimeWire or uh, Napster. 
Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it was it was it was all about that piff and uh man, it was that piff and I think I had set up a media fire link too. Like I was just saying, like, yeah, yeah, give me your email and I'll text you the media fire link so you can download it. Oh God, yeah. Media so. fire was good, but it would still take so mm-hmm. long. Oh mm-hmm. my God. Exactly. <laughs> Keep in mind though, I was in middle school about 2010, 2009. Oh, man, I can't. When was you in middle school, D? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. See what I mean? Like, I, I just, yeah, so 2010 around that time. But still, you know, it was, uh, it was, them were the days. LimeWire was still around, too. So. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I remember very, very clearly. Mm-hmm. So, um, you're known for having experience with various artistic backgrounds, including being a poet. Mm-hmm. Uh, so did poetry help you with your transition from wanting to create music? So, you know, when I was younger, I was I was real quiet. Like I just anybody that knew me knew I was quiet, but they knew I could draw mm-hmm. uh, in elementary school. So really, and I didn't really want to say much as a kid because I had nothing to say. I had, you know, I was more observing and taking things in as a child and just like trying to figure things out mentally. Because mm-hmm. a lot, a lot of the talking I did when I was a kid was as crazy as it sounds to myself. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> like just kind of on the inside mentally and thinking about things like that. Uh, so it started out with really drawing and um, you know poetry too, with just telling stories and you know keeping those to myself and writing them to myself in a notebook and whatnot. And that translate that it goes hand in hand with music. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. illustration from making cover arts. Uh, Poets is like telling stories. I enjoy telling stories. So it's easy to translate that with music. And, uh, you know, it's natural. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, yeah, because music is is a form of poetry, which is why um, I find that very mm-hmm. special when you, when you hear of an artist that says that, yes, I was a poet. Like, you really know that you're going to have some really deep material coming your way. Right. 100%. Right. Exactly. So in 2008, one of your tracks, I3, was actually featured on Drake's OVO Sound Radio playlist. Uh-huh. So what was that experience like for you, and how did you get that in uh, into effect? So in 2018, uh, that was track eight, I3 off of my first album, The Saint. Um, it was crazy, you know. It was, it's, it's a blessing for sure, and it just kind of happened. Like, um, I didn't even know. Uh, somebody on Twitter tweeted to me and they, you know, took a screenshot and they said, hey, is that Jimmy of the Saints on there? And then, you know, they mentioned me. So I'm like, I replied. I'm like, hold on. Like, you know, I had to wipe my eye a little bit. Look, <laughs> go and look at the playlist too, episode 62. And I was like, yo, that's me. Like, you know, I, I look up to Drake. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it was like, what? you know, it was crazy. I remember just like, you know, I, I couldn't believe it. Like I was screaming. Like I, I called my friends on the phone. I'm like, Go check this out right now. I'm on Drake's playlist. I'm on OVO Sound Radio playlist episode 62. Go check it out right now. So, you know, of course, everybody was freaking out and stuff like that. And, uh, man, I got to tell you, it's, it's a blessing, you know. I mean, that is like an, an incredible accomplishment, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, like, Houston is not a small city by any means, you oh. know. But, I mean, in comparison to some of the, I guess, the corporate money mongrel you know, places mm-hmm. like New York and California, we don't get as much, um, you know, as exposure. So somebody from Houston yeah. being recognized by somebody that's recognized worldwide, you know, yeah. on their playlist, like that's incredible. Yeah, 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 for sure. Uh, 
and definitely like you know I'm from Galveston, Texas, but you know I got when people like out of state, if I meet anybody out of state, I always say, "Oh, I'm from the Houston area." They're like, "Oh, Houston, Houston, Travis Scott, Don Tolliver, Beyonce." You know, we got we got people coming up on the rise now. You know, Meg The Stallion, mm-hmm. Lizzo, like all kinds of people. So yeah, you know. But we got more coming your way, and oh, yeah. that is what the Houston element is all about trying to bring to you guys yeah. because we got a lot more where that came from. I promise oh, yeah. you that. Yeah, Jimmy and the Saints too, man. Yes, yeah. you got to listen to these people, man. I mean, they, they know what they're talking about, man. Okay, I've been jamming him stuff all morning, and I'm like, I'm just like, this is just so, yeah. it, it just puts me in a good place. Like, that's what music you. is supposed to do, you know? Yeah, yeah. And, you know, you know, that's really the goal. That's really the Really, what it's all about is just making people feel a certain way. So. Yeah, absolutely. So, what do you feel is most unique about your music? What is the underlying purpose of you, for you to produce and share your music with the world? You know, um, and that kind of kind of ties into what we were just talking about. You know, it's it's that's what it's about is just making people feel a certain way with the product that you put out. You know what I mean? And the product I put out is my craft, something I love, which is music. Um, and I always tell people it's it's like when I when I put a project out, I want it's the song itself is like a vehicle into like my creative mind and what I put out and trying to tell people like what I'm trying to create here, trying to show them what I create here. So in a metaphorical sense, I'm a director and I want you to see my film, but of course you can't really see audio. So you got to close your eyes and listen to my songs to be able to visualize what's really going on and uh, just kind of get the meaning. Everybody's visualized, you know, visualization of things is different, but you know, they trying to, they get what I, what I try to put out, like the main purpose of what I try to put out um, through my story, you know, my, my punchlines, my, my flows and, you know, my lyrics, because, you know, I try to tell stories in my songs, you know, Yes, and I, uh, that's what I was getting the, in, you know, impression when I was listening to your stuff as mm. well. Like, uh, everything just seems very intentional. There is not one thing yeah. that is just like, yeah. well, I thought this would sound cool. Or, well, because this other person is doing it. Everything yeah. was very intentional. Yeah. And that's what I really, really appreciated about it. Yeah, I appreciate you, you know, for noticing that because not a lot of people notice that. It's just, you know, let me listen to a track. Does it hit good in my car with the 808s? Mm-hmm. Does it jam? Yeah, but you'll probably forget it next week. You know what I mean? That's yeah. the problem. I try to make music that like ages like fine wine. You know, like you might not like it the first week, but just give it a couple weeks. You're going to like it. You know what I mean? Absolutely. So. Absolutely. And uh, I used to write poetry as well when I was younger. So that's oh, really? why I take a, that, that's something that stuck out to me too. Because I was like, I know that poets, mm-hmm. when they, you know, when you're talking about creating this image, when that people can see without having their eyes open. I mean, that's very much what a poet does is that they get the deepest, you know, group of words together and they just take you on this journey. Yeah. And that's very, when you have that element as a musician, man, get out. Yeah. <laughs> you better watch out. Because, I mean, really, you know, and I'll quote J. Cole here, uh, you know, you got to tell the blind people what they're missing with, uh, with your words and whatnot. Uh you know, because of course, you know, you can't you can't see audio, but you can you can read the words and use the English language or whatever language you're using. You kind of put a story together just using words. So, yeah, one hundred percent, one hundred percent. That is why the book is always better than the movie. Yeah, yeah, and and pl- you know, I don't know if you know the rule, but it's like 
one page equals about like a minute in screen time. And of course, a bunch of books are always like 400 pages. You can't have, you can have a 400 minute long film, but who's going to be there the whole time, you know? And in America, we don't have uh, intermissions, but I, I, I've discovered across like other countries, they give you like a 10 minute break between like films to go like to the restroom to go. Really? you know, get popcorn or whatever, you know what I mean? So Yeah, because artistry for them in other countries is very personal. Like mm -hmm. it is something that you have to absorb and it's sitting and enjoy and not worry about like, hey, you know, what am I gonna what's the worst part of this movie so I can go to the bathroom real quick, you know what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> like Yeah. So yeah. I mean Oh wow. I I I mean that yeah, that makes a lot of sense now yeah. that I think about it. Yeah, for sure. So you do work also as an audio engineer and a producer as well. So what do you find, I mean, excuse me, what is your, I'm trying to read my question and I can't even read what I'm oh, talking you good, about. you good, <laughs> What got you first interested in pursuing careers, um, not just as a musician, but as an audio engineer and producer as well? Right. Um, my audio engineer is like the engineering I do is mainly for myself, but like, I do engineer other people's projects as freelance as well, you know, to kind of help people out. Because I've done years of YouTube school, like YouTube University, and, uh, you know, real university. I went to uh, SFA. I was in the SRT uh, department program. And, uh, you know, I put my time in there. I was in there for about a year and a half. Uh, in semester term, it was about two semesters, I want to say, two, maybe three. Uh, I can't remember off the top of my head. Unfortunately, that's something I should remember. But <laughs> I had to quit that program because I couldn't afford to go to school for three more years when I was already two years in. You yeah. Know? So, uh, you know, unfortunately, I had to leave my program. But I just graduated with a mass comm degree. Wonderful. Congrats. Degree. Appreciate that. And, uh, you know, I like I said, besides YouTube school, like in real school, I just, you know, I went in there. I learned the basics and it's all about networking and relationships. That's what this field is all about, mm -hmm. you know, relationships. Um, I met a lot of great people. So, you know, really just, you know, I had to thank James Adams for uh, letting me into the program and uh, giving me a shot and uh, meeting uh, Logan Starks, who actually really, like, you know, helped me kind of figure out what mastering was, you know what I mean? So really to just, like, come up with a really good sound for my uh, – you know, my songs and whatnot and just kind of making things click because mm -hmm. I'm still learning. You know oh, what yeah. I mean? I learn every day. I try to learn something new every single day about music, like engineering, um, just to kind of make my songs better, my sounds better, you know, sonically, whatever it is. So, Yeah. Yeah. In this field, you're going to be learning till the so day much. that you kick the last bucket. There's always something yeah. to learn, okay? Yeah. I mean, definitely. you look at artists like Jackson Pollock who was known for being an alcoholic and just dropping paint on a canvas and like mm -hmm. it but it was worldwide and you're just like I don't understand. Yeah. Like what am I missing here? Mm -hmm. But there there's just always something to learn and there's not a right way or wrong way to do it per right. se. Uh as far as, you know, variety goes, mm -hmm. but yeah, there's there, there's always something new to go on. And with Pro Tools, for example, there's a thousand ways to do the same thing. Exactly. Yeah, that, that, that's the, see, that's the problem, you know. Um, it's, like you said, though, like, you know, just some so an artist, like, being drunk and, like, throwing paint on a canvas. It's like, that's kind of what we do, too. It kind of translates to that because there's also a thousand ways to do something. But 
oh, he does it the sloppy way, but he does it the textbook way to do it. It doesn't matter as long as you're getting the sound that you want to achieve. You exactly. Know what I mean? so. Exactly. Yeah. And so you also have a fashion line called Blessed Company. Yeah. So when did you create this fashion line? Uh, Blessed Co. Right here on my hoodie. Uh, it was established in 2012. Um, I needed a brand for my artistry. And at first, before that, it was called September is Ours because I'm born in September. So, you know, shout out to the Virgos and stuff. Hey. Uh, but, yeah, um, as it was established in 2012. I needed a brand for my artistry. And really the idea came from, because I'm a man of God. So, you know, the idea came from everybody is blessed in their own way. You know, whether they realize it or not, even if you're not a person of God or religion, um, I still feel like everybody is blessed in their own way. Everybody has these little blessings, whether they realize it or not. And uh, apart from that came to wanting to recruit people and just build a team of creatives like in the field of art that are like really like driven to what they what they love to do to their craft. So if you if you love your craft. You know, you're driven into the field of arts and you have a high work ethic. Like, you know, come join up and like, you know, let's try to make it together. You know what I mean? Like, ride each other's coattails if we have to. Yeah. So, yeah. I love that. I love that. <clears throat> and so what kind of schedule do you have with your music production and fashion line and personal life? How are you able to balance yeah. everything that's going on? See, when, when you put it like that, it sounds exhausting. <laughs> <laughs> but uh man i you know when i you know when you when you say it like that when you ask me the question taking a step back and looking on that it's like i feel like i don't have a lot of time but when i'm in the mode like when i'm doing what i have to do to create it just passes by you yeah. know what i mean and uh so when people ask me if like hey let's go do this this is that and third it's like nah bro i can't you know what i mean like yeah I got to do this. And it just, it passes by so quickly. Like, I just feel like four, like eight hours turns into five minutes because I'm so zoned in. And most of the work I do is on the a laptop, you mm-hmm. know, um, which probably might be bad for my eyes as to why I have to wear glasses. But uh, yeah, so mainly it's just like being on a laptop all the time and like really like figuring out what I'm going to do. So first half of the week might be designing merch for the upcoming project. The second half of the week might be uh, dedicated to music and producing or the whole week might be dedicated to writing. It's You never know, but it's always, you know, working towards the dream and working towards the craft. So. Yeah, always grinding, never mm. resting, yeah. always like, like, where's my pen? Hold on, where's my <laughs> laptop? I need to write yeah. this down. Hold on, no, I'm going to forget it. No. Yeah, 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 for sure, for sure. So where did you get the idea for your Fashion Line logo? Um... It's actually my left eye. So the uh, the logo, I know I'm showing you here, but for people that's listening, uh, the center of it is my left eye that I traced like back in 2012. And, uh, you know, I love pyramids. Like I love triangles and stuff like, that, mm-hmm. like Egyptian, uh, like art. Um, so, you know, of course, I drew a triangle around it and have like, you know, drew some sides on it to make it a little bit different. And, uh, you know, the three sides stand for, uh, passion, art, and blessings. I like so, that. You know, it's it's three sides to it. You know, it's but like I said, just the triangle came from it. I was like, I got to put meaning to it. And the left eye, it's because I'm left-handed, mm-hmm. so that's why I put the left eye. Mm-hmm. And uh, 
you know, I mean, you can look at it as your third eye as well to be more creative about things. Oh, and yeah, we're not going to get get go down that rabbit hole about third eyes because we're going to be here for more than 30 minutes. <laughs> but yeah, I totally yeah, 100%. Yeah. And yeah, I'm going to I'm going to explain it again because I know the viewers can't see yeah, it, but yeah. I have my own oh. version of my hey, that's dope. uh my sacred triangle. Yeah. It is if you look closely, it is it looks like a triangle with a Z in it, right. but it's three L's with a Z in the middle. Stands for okay. love, life and Led Zeppelin. Okay, so it's like it's like this, this, and then yes. another one fits in there, and then the Z. Okay, yes. I liked it. So that yeah. is the trifecta of awesomeness. So yeah. when I saw your logo, I was like, it has to be something in that hey, in yeah. that range of like third eye deepness spirituality. Mm-hmm. I was like, I really can dig it. I and like three it. sides too. You know, I see like the little like the the cut you had between the. Uh-huh. Hells, right? Yeah. Everything. And then you had the Z for example. Hey, that's dope. Yay, yeah, thank like you. Thank yeah. you. So you are a Galveston native. And uh-huh. as such, you also have merchandise to represent your city. I know right. that you had a, a Galveston t-shirt in there in yeah, one of yeah. your shops. Uh, so would you ever consider expanding your line outside of Texas? Uh, always. You know, always have and always will. That's, you know, that's really the plan is to be worldwide. Um, it was never to really be, oh, like, you know, I want to be a local artist forever. Yeah. I want to stay in Texas forever. Nah, dude, I, I want to have a house in New York. I want to have a house in L.A. Uh, so I, and I just want to reach people globally. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. kind of, you know, kind of like Michael Jackson did. Like everybody knows Michael Jackson. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I think Drake is getting to the point where everybody knows Drake. Yes. So, you know, I, I, that's the goal. Wonderful. Wonderful. And so, so far you've released a couple of albums and a couple of EPs such as The Saint, Mm. Say Less 2, March 9th, and many singles. Mm -hmm. So what have you been working on as of recently? Uh, Saint Station 9, a.k.a. SS9. Um, And, you know, it's a a pretty big project as far as, like, the the hands I'm trying to get on deck for this. Uh, Because, you know, usually I'm like like Batman when it comes to working. Like, I'm usually just always doing things alone. Mm -hmm. And, uh... You know, unfortunately, like, that's kind of made me a control freak because I'll go to other studios and, like, you know, the engineer will work on it, but it'll be like, dang, you know, I really want this, wanted this to sound like this, you know what I'm saying? Like, Yeah. And it's like, if I don't have control on it, I feel like I'm not doing it right. And, yeah. you know, I'm, I'm not doing that intentionally. That's just how it is. But uh, Saint Station 9 came about from me playing around with my name and Saint. So you're the saying, like, ain't that good news, ain't that good news. Uh Another one I came up with was, like, instead of Notorious, B-I-G, I came up with the Saint Torious, J-O-S. Yes. <laughs> you know, kind of like, just like, you know, Saint, putting Saint in front of these things yeah. that probably didn't need to be put, you know, have Saint in front of it. But <laughs> one of them was PlayStation, Saint Station. I was like, Saint Station 9, yeah, because, you know, 9 is my number because, you know, my birthday is 9-9. Mm-hmm. So that's how, uh, you know, that came about. And, um... It's, it's, you know, I'm planning for it to be real big. Uh, a lot of the creativity that I had from when I was younger, like, derived off of video games, like, playing the PlayStation 1. So, you know, a lot of things just kind of went into that and trying to theme everything around that kind of, you know, concept, the whole video game concept. And, uh, you know, it's it's not only the music. Like, the music is going to be, you know, the thing is now that catches people's attention is that and that makes people continue to listen to your music is not only, you know, the lyrical content, but if you're approaching like a wider audience, it's the 808s. Mm-hmm. So just, uh, and chop samples too. 
Like, I've always loved Chop Samples. Mm -hmm. So I'm working on that, working with TrackLib and stuff to try to get things cleared. That way I can use the samples, like, legally and stuff like that. And uh, some good sense in 808 is what it's going to sound like. But uh, not only that, we're going to have NFTs rolled out, like, merchandise. I'm trying to get an app made, like, a little short video game app made to go along with the release. And, uh, yeah, make sure to cop your Saint Station 9 console. If you can't get a PS5, get an SS9. Yes, I saw you. <laughs> I saw your promotion yeah. for your latest single in my head. And I was like, yeah. man, I was like, I'm digging in this hard. Because, number one, I'm a PlayStation fan. Mm -hmm. And, two, you know, I, I just, I'm just a big old nerd. So, like, yeah. all that gamer stuff like that, I was like, I was really feeling it, man. I really oh, yeah. liked it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you can get a Saint Box, too. You know what I mean? Saint, yeah. box, Saint box 9. It's the hey. Saint Box 1. But, you know, it's about the SS9, right? Excuse me. Oh, you're good. You're Wonderful. Good. And so speaking about that, so your latest single that is called In My Head, the mm -hmm. music video has inspiration about uh, the PlayStation gaming console. Right, right. And the lyrics kind of talked like you were talking about somebody that was trying to run some game and like they forgot how a game was even started because they weren't doing very good well. Yeah. Can we ask you a little inspiration behind that single? Yeah, yeah. So, um, you know, really... Like, with design and stuff like that, the the video itself was, like, that's all hinting towards what the main concept is. Because I haven't revealed the whole concept of the Saint Station 9. You know what I mean? Uh -huh. So, you've seen the cover is, like, a SS9. Like, you know, it's a, it's a game cover, but it says SS9. So, a game is meant to be put in a console. In my head is a console exclusive. You know what I mean? Yeah. SS9 exclusive. So, um, but as far as, like, the song goes, uh, you know, really... I reached out to 12 at night, uh, formerly known as 1212. I reached out to him and I was like, you know, uh, I got this beat. Um, and shout out to Backyard Made It Too. Uh, he sent me a beat. And uh, I was like, man, you know, it feels it feels different. Like, it just doesn't feel like a, a trap song. It doesn't feel like just a banger. It feels like something needs to go with it. So he really took, took off with the concept and, you know, ran with it. And... Uh, it kind of goes along with how I was feeling too. It was just kind of like one of those one of those things that was unsaid because I sent it to him with, uh, you know, a concept in mind, and I was going to send it to him with my vocals on it, but I didn't. Cause I was like, I want to hear what you got to put and put, you know, what you think and how you feel about it because the first version was not how like anything like how the final version was, mm -hmm. and um, you know, like I said, he took the concept and ran with it and uh. It's just about heartbreak. Everybody, most people know what heartbreak is, mm -hmm. whether that's in a relationship or not. You know, it could be anything. Mm -hmm. You get heartbroken over anything and just, you know what I mean? Like, it's all in my head. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, but, but we get through it and I try to convey, use the song to try to help people get through it. I respect that. I appreciate that. Yeah. Now, you kind of answered this question a little bit earlier, but I'll ask mm -hmm. you to... Um, um, to uh, elaborate a little bit. So you mentioned how before that, you know, you don't want to be a local artist forever. You want to expand your line and your music to be international. Mm -hmm. But uh, along the line, you know, as, you, as your career grows and things like that, will you ever want to keep it like a, a Houston home-based kind of operation? Or oh, yeah. do you want to have like other kind of operations, like as, uh, other headquarters, other places? Yeah, yeah. So... Of course, like, you know, being from the area and the city you're from, 
you gotta, you know, you can't ever forget where you came from type of deal. So, uh, you know, I would love to, you know, when I get on the level of, you know, making it big time, um, have some place in Galveston to call home and for people to just, you know, be like, oh, yo, that's, that's, you know, that's Jimmy the Saints place. That's Jimmy's place. You know? Yeah. And that's, uh, you know, kind of like, I guess, a symbol of what, you know, I want to do for the city because, you know, with the music platform, it's just going to give me a platform to, music is going to give me a platform to help people, you know, give back to my people, my family, my, you know, my city, the community. Mm-hmm. And that's what it's all about is just giving back at the end of the day. So, you know, once I make it big time, everybody's going to make it. You know what I mean? Hell yeah. So, Hell yeah. I, I feel that, man. I feel that, yeah. man. Yeah. So Houston, Galveston, always home. Um, won't ever forget it. Uh, um, you you won't ever catch me saying I'm like I'm some L.A. native or something like yeah. that. Because <laughs> that's not what I am. I'm from Texas. You know what I'm saying? So Trust. Trust. Mm-hmm. And so... Last but not least, what would you say is one of the most important things about being a successful artist or a successful professional, period? Mm-hmm. Doing something, whether it's music, whether it's art, you know, whether it's sports, whatever it is, do it because you love it, you know. And if you don't love it by the end of the day, you're going to be miserable doing something every day to make a living. But, you know, if you're miserable, it's not living. So just love your craft and love what you do and uh, stay focused on it. Because, you, you know, you do this every day. You work on it every day. I promise you, you'll get somewhere. Um, and that's the motive I got to go by and keep manifesting that into my life uh, to just keep working. And I know it all pay off. So. And that is 100% the truth. If, if mm-hmm. y'all don't think that's the truth, you talking to the wrong folks, okay? <laughs> because that, yeah. that, that, that's it right there. Yeah. Okay. Sure. Well, thank you so very much, Jimmy, for joining us today. It has been an absolute pleasure being able to get your perspective on things and just sharing all this information with us. And so do you have any last little bit of advice you'd have for the listeners? Just love what you do. Love your craft. Stay on the grind. Don't ever give up. And, you know, just keep at it all the time. Stay blessed. 100%. Keep at it and stay blessed, y'all. Okay? Because mm. you know the devil isn't doing you no favors. Oh, no. Okay? The haters ain't doing you no favors. Okay? The strangers at the the grocery store aren't doing you no favors. Hey, but they they can give you the fuel to keep going. You know, haters can be your motivation to keep going. And, you know, when you're on the top, they can't say nothing. They can keep laughing at you while you're on the top. This is true, okay? Yin and yang, man. They came from the same color spectrum. You just need to flip it around for your own use. (laughs) All right? Exactly. Well, y'all be good. Y'all stay safe. Thank you for listening this week. And we will talk to you guys next week.